Welcome to Noir Professionals. I'm Sam. And I'm Siobhan. And today our topic is hashtag representation and we have a guest on today and we will introduce him in just a moment. But before we do, um, Siobhan's going to give us our disclaimer. Yes, so thanks for joining us again this week, guys. As always, we are not sponsored. So the things that we're talking about are because we actually use them and we want to share them with you. So everything is free and available online. Yep, unless you know someone who knows someone who knows someone who wants to sponsor us, then we're totally okay with that. All right, so Siobhan, how was your week? Oh, um, you know... (laughs) It was okay. I came back from (laughs) vacation, adjusting to the time change, getting Mm -hmm. back into Mm -hmm. everybody needing things. So it wasn't terrible. It was just like, Mm -hmm. I wish I had another week of vacation. So I'm sure next week will be smooth. And then, you know, I did have the brilliant idea that the day that I get back from vacation, that I should have a meeting set up. So I was like, "Mm, I'm not (laughs) smart on my part. (laughs) So I had to reschedule that to today because it was like, I'm not in a mood to do anything. But other than that, things have been good. How's your week? Uh, It's been going pretty good. Um, So I don't know if everyone knew, like Siobhan was out my way for about a week, right? You were in uh, California. Yes, I was. And we got to hang out for a day I know, right? So. I mean, it was the fastest 24 hours it felt like ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely have to come out again. I will try and make it to Arizona, but it's just so hot. I think I would be miserable. <laughs> I would be no fun. Oh, you would be no, like, no, no, I don't no, like no. her. You anymore. have to come in our winter months because that's our bragging season. So definitely come when it's like zero degrees, negative degrees and your world in New Jersey then you come here and it's 70 degrees and you're like oh my gosh I should be living here because this is like resort weather yes until 1 15 at 8 p.m kicks in and then I'm like no (laughs) (laughs) it's not so bad so I have friends out and um it's about 105 today that's ridiculous that's just ridiculous (laughs) not too bad not too bad it's 105 it's like one of our cooler days one of our cooler days and uh we were out at the pool of course i was hot because i just have this problem where i sweat profusely so it's just like oh my gosh i just don't like (laughs) a little tmi (laughs) okay i'm sorry (laughs) but we're at the pool and i'm just like oh my gosh i can't take it anymore you know and i've had i had a makeup and i'm just like okay all the makeup is gone wait a minute time out you had on makeup in 105 degree heat at the pool i wear makeup every day i wear makeup every day and so i just literally came in the house changed into a swimsuit and went right out but don't worry the makeup was like done by the time i was finished with the pool so because i don't swim i just kind of go there to look cute oh I I i'm not gonna get my hair wet I anyway <laughs> well i'm glad that you're having a good time with your guest how long is she gonna be in town for she will be here just for like a few more hours like i think tomorrow she leaves so i'm like sad about it but whatever so let's move into our topic. So we have with us a very, um, I don't know, how would you introduce some lit, uh, Siobhan? He is dynamic, charismatic, sure. dedicated, definitely hardworking. What else would you say? 
Absolutely. And he has a great background. He's a talented dancer, model, Mm -hmm. photographer. He does a variety Mm -hmm. of things. And we're so thankful that he took the time to come on and join us this week to talk about representation in media. So, Somlet, if you want to come in and introduce yourself. Uh, Hi. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Somlet Entelangsi. That was a that was a very sweet intro. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Yes. So, full disclosure, the other day we did a, a mic check with you, Samlet, and mm-hmm. I don't know, we won't say who made the text message, but a text message came through that was like, oh, he ha- his voice is sexy as hell. So, I just wow. want to... <laughs> well, hold on. There's only two other people listening, so I think I got a 50-50% chance of like deciphering who that is. <laughs> I'm just going to say both. 50, one, the name begins with an S. The name begins with yes, an S. You, you know that what? That sounds very good. You're very mm. smart. Mm. <laughs> That's too funny. It's just the power of deduction. Yeah, your but deduction skills are on point. <laughs> so before we get into the nitty gritty, I just want to get some background information on you. So did you go to school to study acting? Like what's your background in? Um. Yeah. Actually, uh, it's really funny Funny how that started. I actually, when I first got into acting, what I did was actually snuck behind my family's back. And, um, yeah, I did, like, this whole... Scandal. Um, right. Have you ever <laughs> seen, like, have you seen, like, the movie Fame or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. 80s version or the remake? I actually haven't seen the remake. Um, oh, so the 80s version, <laughs> we're going back. Okay, yeah. okay. I can appreciate um, that. <laughs> but, you know, essentially just like uh, sneaking away from my family, going to a magnet program in high school when I was like 14, mm-hmm. and just trying to um, chase the dream, you know, doing all those things. But it was a it was a very interesting transition when I was younger because... What I did was I transferred all my credits, did everything I could possibly without them knowing. And when I told them, I said, hey, you know, I have an, you know, like the day of, I was almost like, hey, I have an audition for this school today. I can't, I can't go to school, you know, because I was doing, I'm like, I never, we don't have Uber back then. I don't, I don't know how to take a bus. I, I was too afraid to call a taxi or I was like poor at the same time. Right, right, right. So I was like, how am I going to get to this audition? I woke up at like five in the morning and just woke up. My mom was like, um, I have this audition. This just happened. I got to Yeah, I got to go today. Right. And she's just like, well, uh, okay, I guess I got to take you. Oh, and wow. Then, awesome. <laughs> yeah. 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 So she... She took me to this school, like in like the, um, you know, like thirty minutes away, and then I auditioned, and then they told me, and they're like, you know what, we're gonna make you the last person in your class to be accepted. Oh, uh, awesome! Yeah. That's so that awesome. That was that was that was very it's beautiful. Kind of predestined. Yeah, it felt like yeah. it, you know, yeah. and it was uh, it was definitely nice, but I had to do a lot of catching up at that point. Mm-hmm. Now, this is so, high school or yeah. college? Yes, this is high school magnet okay. program. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my and gosh. A, so you really yeah. were yeah. on it back then. Yeah. It was, so uh, it was an interesting time. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you. You said that you had to sneak behind your parents' back. So what were your parents' 
ideal goals for you as far as education and career? Um, honestly, it's the same as you know every all the tiger, tiger. You know, yeah, <laughs> as every parent. You know, yes. no parent, no parent wants you to ever go into arts. Really, like, and <laughs> it's sorry. really, it's really it's, difficult. It's true, though. It's true. It's true. As a parent, it's true. You know, because you want the best for your kids. You want them to, you know, have that. And so, let I follow you on Facebook and Instagram. So I kind mm-hmm. of read, you know, through some of your things. And it's true that the parents want you to be making six figures. You know, I know I want that for my kids. So if my kid all of a sudden pulled themselves into a high school that was focused on arts, I'd flip. I'd just flip because you, oh, you yes. just don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd flip because I've already <laughs> mapped out their whole lives, you know? So it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, you've changed the whole game, you know? And it's like, now how do I cope? So that's pretty Honestly, I can only imagine, you know, Mm -hmm, as, mm -hmm. you know, as a mother yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. I I can guarantee that I definitely gave my family a hard time. (laughs) (laughs) But it paid off. um, You know, it's paying off. (laughs) For sure, for sure, for sure. You know, it's it's a very difficult decision for them. And especially, Mm -hmm. I, I definitely feel like in minority communities where we are, you know, we are struck in by like, you know certain things that affect us like poverty immigration etc it becomes it definitely becomes even harder to accept these things right so so yeah i mean that that's essentially how i ended up there and you know continued in university and things like that Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. so then you kind of knew that this was your path that you want to be on so what would you say is your ultimate goal with your career do you want to focus more on your photography your modeling what's your end goal well, the end goal is to win an Oscar. <laughs> For sure. I love okay. it. I like that. Yeah, that's a, if you're going to do it, go big or go home, yeah, right? Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, exactly. at, at some point, like, that is, you know, one of my ultimate dreams that I would like to get towards is win an Oscar. Obviously, let's, uh, you know, continue working and being able to create um, in my field of acting and filmmaking. Um yeah, I think I think those are the two biggest goals. But ultimately, my dream is to be able to do what I'm doing now, mm-hmm. be able mm-hmm. to support myself and support my family, and mm-hmm. be able to do that with, you know, being able to make myself happy without having right. to live for anybody else. Yeah, yeah, that's Which definitely is the phenomenal. Thing. You know, Sam and I talk about that all the time is trying to like find that balance between like you're working and then you're happy and you can absolutely support yourself and make good money. So I think everyone's kind of in that struggle as well. Of course. And I think it's a good segue, Somlet, to talk about what you have already accomplished. Like you've done, um, I've watched your short film, Colored Hearts. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was phenomenal. I really enjoyed that. That was an AMBW for you folks who've listened to episode zero. That means Asian Man, Black Woman um, short <laughs> film. And um, that was, I mean, it's out on, I mean, I'll let you take it. Just tell us where you can find things that you've already done and what you've done that you're proud of. Just kind of give us a highlight reel. Yeah, I mean, of course. Um, 
you know, in my standards, it's it's very hard to say. It's like, oh, I've done things, but you know, looking <laughs> back at it, it's you know, it is it's nice and interesting to see. Yeah, I've, you know, I've done a little bit of things like yeah. Colored Hearts, for instance. Um, that was very interesting how that fell into my lap. Uh, it was actually Robin who was the writer, producer, and the co-director for me. Mm-hmm. She, we actually just kind of introduced ourselves and met waiting in line at a theater for a screening. Oh, get out. And yeah, it was really cool. And then so she knew some of my work um, that I did for another web series. And then so she hired me to actually DP. And for um, for those who don't know, DP is like the director of photography. So she hired me first to do that. And I was like, okay, well, sure, let's do that. And then the more we got into production, the more we talked, the more everything came about. It's just like, you know what, let me help you direct this. And let me, you know, I really believe in this project. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to be behind it. So that was just amazing. Everything that she told me about her, her story, everything that it affects me as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the real problem we don't talk about, especially in minority communities sometimes, is how we, we see colorism too. Oh, you know, sure. like hmm. Asian, you know, a lot of Asian people, like we see a lot of colorism mm-hmm. and we discriminate against other minorities because of it. Right. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. and it's horrible. Mm-hmm. So that's what Colored Hearts was able to speak to, especially within the Asian American and black community. Mm-hmm. And it affects me all the time, um, you know, hearing those things growing up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and then for that. Then that's how I went on to create more projects like, you know, Asian Magic Mike. (laughs) Yeah, you know. If you guys um, haven't, it will be posted on our Facebook page. So if you haven't ran over to our Facebook page at Noir Professionals on Facebook, definitely go over there. By the time this actually releases, we will have it up, um, the link at least to the YouTube video for Asian Magic Mike. You do not want to miss it i showed it to three people today already so (laughs) (laughs) wow thank you thank you um yeah so you can find you can find that on youtube um asian magic mics on facebook color hearts on youtube you know i'm very blessed Mm -hmm. for it to get you know a decent amount of views don't sell yourself short you know you did well with asian magic mike didn't it get over (laughs) 500 thousand views yeah yeah i mean it, it got about um, six, seven hundred. I forget yeah, around yeah. there. Wow. You know, Color Hearts is at so three hundred thousand. Pretty good. Yeah. That's fantastic. And how did you c- get your team together to do Asian Magic Mike? Like, how do you know the other guys, the space? How did you train for that and lay that out? What was the plan like? Um. Well, that one's another interesting one. <laughs> 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 that is a whole other story. Uh. So funny part is Asian Magic Mike. Something I had in my head for like years i was like mm-hmm. even before all this representation I, I wanted to tell myself i was like what's the best way i can show myself mm-hmm. in a way that i want to be seen and in a way that helps you know me put my message out showing that one that i can be you know as an asian male i can be sexy and i can be you know, good looking and I can be a lead. And so it really just bloomed into this whole thing that I didn't even expect. I really just 
I put a Facebook post one day. I was like sitting in my car. I was like, you know what? Let's just get this started. I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, how it's going to go. I don't know what's going to go on. I literally just typed in my notes. I was like, all right, uh, casting sexy Asian males. Boom. <laughs> Took a screenshot, put that out on Facebook, and then mm-hmm. I just got these wave of responses. And I was like, wow. oh, okay. Well, I guess I have to do this now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Really just like the team just people kept reaching out to me like okay well how do i help you how do i help you produce this how do i help wow, you make this happen that's awesome that's awesome yeah it's crazy awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you you kind of talked about something that i'm pretty passionate about right now because i do think it's beyond time for asian americans to be in mainstream media so right now we see the hashtag representation movement and we see so many Asian Americans, not so many, that's an overstatement, um, but more than what we've seen in the past as leading roles in, um, uh, what do you, I don't know the terminology, but I'm going to say movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> film, yeah. TV, like, absolutely. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. so I know there's probably like some jargon I'm missing, but I'm going to just, you know, show my ignorance yeah. in the field. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say it, uh, movies. So we've seen them more in movies that, that are coming out. Like just the other day, I saw a trailer for a movie and it's starring like an, an Asian man. And I'm really happy about this because it's beyond time. It's beyond time for Asian Americans to be able to take that center stage and be a part of, you know, the mainstream media and show that, hey, we're one, we're here. Two, we're sexy as hell. Okay, and three, we're talented as hell. We can do more than what we've been slotted for in the past. And I mean that in a way where it's like, you see African-American men slotted as gangsters and things of that nature, you know, um, there's sometimes the only role for them to break through in media is the role that is the most downplayed role for them, you know? And then likewise, I think we see, and I was looking at someone's, um, Instagram, I don't want to say his name, but he was saying, you know, only way he could break in was to do something that was stereotypical as well. Now we're seeing that bypassed. Do you see that? Or are you, how do you feel about that? Um, I definitely am all about this movement that's happening in Hollywood right now. It is phenomenal to see all these you know, minorities and people of color finally getting the right representation in film and media that we need. You know, it's it's true um, that we have just been boiled down most of the time to stereotypes mm-hmm. because yeah. the truth is is that most of these roles that were written for you know for you know people of color are written by non-people of color (laughs) essentially these are are old white men who are writing these roles for us Mm -hmm. and it's and of course i'm not saying that you know a lot of people mean harm or anything like that right you know and you know for those that don't it's great on them and who want to help but the fact Mm -hmm. is is that if you cannot understand or be engrossed or understand the culture it is very hard for you to be true and honest Mm -hmm. to the work Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. the way to offset that is simply by having people of color in our back rooms such as writers um, you know like filmmakers things like that 
you know that's why something that i i really believe in and of course obviously we see it happening right now is people creating their own projects people creating projects where we get to be that center stage and prove to us our worth that we're not just our stereotypes that we have so many different dimensions besides just right. these ideas that you have of us so right and that yes go ahead please no i was gonna say that's so interesting that you mentioned that because that was something that i was interested in so obviously mm -hmm. hashtag representation is wonderful and we want to see people in front of the story that look like mm -hmm. us that we can relate to but it's so interesting to see who's behind the camera um mm -hmm. are the directors sound people the writers are they also people of color because you're right if it's older white men that are writing our stories they don't have that experience and that richness of community and history to bring mm -hmm. to it so in your experience are you seeing that the representation is also on the writing side and behind the scenes or do you feel like at this moment it's mainly in front and people that are going to be on screen well here's how i see it no matter what we do we're always going to glorify those in front like mm -hmm. no matter what happens it's like that's the nature of any show business right those who we see we can put faces to are those we're going to glorify so right I'm not saying that the movement is always in the front, but what I'm saying is is that the public can relate to those in the front. And that right. creates that ripple effect because, you know, of course, it starts on the page. No matter what you do, everything starts on the page. Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to write your characters, write them so solidly that they are indefinitely a person of color, whether they're Asian American, you know, African American, whatever it is, you know, they have to be start there. I I am fortunate enough to know of many fellowships and, you know, be a part of a large Asian American community in LA. Um, programs like CAPE, pro, um, you know, um, sorry, nonprofits like CAPE, things like that. Um, Los Angeles, where we get to really just put ourselves in many different facets of the entertainment community and represent fully for what we are doing. And because of that, because of movements like them, we are pushing forward the whole agenda. Right. Uh, but but the, the front page is what's gonna be seen. So right. I think right. it's great either way because then it's gonna inspire that, that young little Asian American kid who's going to watch their face growing up and say, you know, I want to be there or I want to or how can I help that person get there or how can I help this movement? Yeah. You know, that's yeah, what we're going to see. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Which is really great. So, Sumley, I had a question in regards to it just kind of came to me. So if you don't want to answer it, you don't have to. Cause, no, it's OK. Um, we talk about Asian-Americans, but we're also seeing um, Native Asians countries etc are also getting more mainstream media here in western civilization so like bts um mm -hmm. k-dramas c-dramas um these things are starting to become more westernized popular too so i'm wondering if you think that has any influence on how we are moving forward as a country with asian american actors and filmmakers in the hashtag, hashtag representation movement do you think there's a correlation there 
Of course, of course. As we become a more globalized world, mm -hmm. like it's inevitable to happen, right? Mm -hmm. You are going to mix, you know, all these different facets of culture, mm -hmm. and people are going to feel represented and finally feel like, oh, they're seeing people that look like them, you know? And because of like popularity of things like BTS and music, then yes, of course, Asian faces are finally going to, you know, become popular in that sense. But I will say the plight of Asian Americans are very different from the plight of other Asians outside of America. <clears throat> Simply because it's sometimes depending on who you're talking to and what you're speaking about, most yes. other countries don't understand the you know essentially the problem in Asian Americans because obviously they can only see from their own lens you know if you have a right. bunch of other Asian faces around you right so mm -hmm. you don't see racism at all so when you look into Asian Americans you're like well I don't get it there's no racism there there's no um, prejudice there what's mm -hmm. the problem mm -hmm. then it becomes kind of like a a hard little mini battle that's actually very I personally believe it's very very unique to Asian Americans um, but you know again it's it's a give-and-take you're gonna have a give-and-take in the world right. no matter what so for representation to succeed we have to see both you know there is something right. after I have a number of friends who are Asian and they talk to me about this model Asian minority kind of thing is that something that you think that as you progress as a filmmaker or you know to get that Oscar um, do you think that you'll face that mm, that kind of a pushback that you should you should be perfect in what you're doing because you know there's that stereotype out there that Asian Americans are perfect they're perfect in any and everything that they do they're the model minority um, do you feel like and I think sometimes I feel like you internalize it because you you have a spirit of excellence that's beyond most <laughs> for <laughs> yourself but um, do you think that that's something that is going to be a factor in you getting more opportunities in the future because it's that expectation of um, excellence um well, I would say model minority definitely um, did have a factor affecting my psyche growing up. Mm -hmm. Because yes, you you know, and maybe it's just my family, maybe it's just me. That could be it too. But really, I do have a streak of the fact that I really am a perfectionist. I really try to, you know, need out every single possible option I can but but that term inherently in itself is it, it's dividing mm -hmm. it really is and it Absolutely. hurts be, mm -hmm. you know because you know saying model minority is kind of backhanding implying that minorities are not modeling themselves right. in a perfect way you know mm -hmm. and Absolutely. so i think i don't know if that's going to give me opportunities but what I will say that will present me opportunities is always going to be the exact same as everybody else. It's going to be hard work mm -hmm. and it's going to be mm -hmm. consistency. 
-hmm. So anybody can essentially be model minority. It's really just about what you're applying to yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's a, like I said, it's a very, it's a very condescending term in a mm -hmm. sense. And I, I don't, you know, I, I don't agree with what it represents. And yeah, I don't definitely. either. And none of my friends do. <laughs> but I just wanted to make sure I brought that out because I think it's a discussion that needs to be had. Like, no, as Asian Americans, you know, I've heard over and over, we don't like that. We don't like being termed that. It's not a fact. It's not something that we can even live up to. You know, everyone has their imperfections. And just like anyone else, it takes hard work to persevere to become whatever it is that you want to become be it the doctor right. the lawyer the actress the actor you know it's going to happen through hard work and dedication it's not going to happen because you have some you know innate ability to do everything perfect this is kind of yeah. similar to us where we we are as black people known to be good runners um, mm -hmm. or good basketball players or you know what i mean like we should athletic just in be, nature yeah we should yeah. be naturally able to do these things and I can tell you right now I am not going to run anywhere <laughs> you know what I, mean? like, I am not running up the block you know I will walk fast but I will not be running you know and I can't shoot you know I can't do these things that, that are expected of me as a black American and, and if we went on just stereotypes alone but I did want to bring that out because I think it's a discussion that needed to be said or had because it's out there where there's that mis uh, of course that no, of course yeah yeah and I, I understand why really it's because you know culturally it's and like you said it culturally we have high expectations on ourselves um most of the time as asian americans we we it breeds a lot of expectation and you know as i don't know how much um people know or do not know about like certain eastern cultures but it's really kind of like a a hive mindset where mm -hmm. you're working yes. towards a greater good mm -hmm. you know and because of that uh you can you can already see it um if you're if you watch over in like japan um you know places in china where you overwork because mm -hmm. you oh, are sure. mm -hmm. you are yes. trying to be that picture perfect you know worker bee in a sense mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and it creates such a, a very, very horrendous mentality at certain moments mm -hmm. where it, it kills people, literally it kills people. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's, yes. I can see where it comes from, but it's, it's just a very, it's a very hard thing to accept. Right. right. And I think as far as representation goes as well, and for like, not just Asian people, but all people that immigrate to America, especially first generation immigrant children, there's that expectation from your parents that I've sacrificed so much. You're going to come here, you're going to do this, you're going to work hard and you're going to excel. And I think sometimes that's where that model minority comes from as well, because it seems that when you look at them compared to, you know, American children that are born here or children of immigrants that are not first generation immigrants there's a relaxing in the standard of what that individual needs to produce mm -hmm. and like you said it's just really something that's difficult to live up to you know every individual has their own dream and individuality that they want to follow 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I do give you a lot of credit for like breaking out. And at such a young age, you did that as well. Yes, I feel like some yeah. people struggle their whole lives to get to that point to say, mm-hmm. this is what I want to make myself happy. And you knew in high school, like, this is what I want to do. I'm taking my shot. So that speaks a lot to you as a person. And like you said, just wanting to be a perfectionist and plotting out your path, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I can't yeah. take all the credit. I really can't. If I didn't have role models in front of me. <laughs> yeah. So that's well, great. Speaking did, of role pers- models, who- <laughs> go ahead, Siobhan. Speaking of role models, who, as you were coming up and you were looking to model yourself after certain actors or directors and people in the creative field, who were you looking toward? Because as you were coming up, there wasn't this representation movement. Right. So interesting enough, um, some of the biggest role models I had growing up were actually a lot of K-pop stars. Uh, because that was the only people that I could see, you know, that where I was like, I watched Mm -hmm. them and I was like, oh shit, Asian, Asian guys could be cool. Asian (laughs) guys could be sexy. Like, oh, like what the fuck, you know? And, uh, you know, sorry, I don't know if I can curse on this podcast. Uh, Yeah, that's our tagline. That's (laughs) like our tagline. Classic, Uh, don't cuss a little. So no, you can curse. Okay, good, good. Okay. (laughs) I did. Yep. There we go. Mm Um, but yeah, essentially, I, I was able to see that. Um, and one of my biggest, biggest, biggest role models was um, Rain. Um, oh, or, okay. Yeah, so he was that back then. He was um, killing it as a K-pop artist, and I wanted to really. I was really going into trying to be a K-pop artist. Um, I don't know if you know that. No, no. Yeah, no. I was. Can uh, you sing? Um, I can, not super well. But that didn't stop a lot of other K-pop artists. That didn't stop a lot of other. K- I'm they could you fix know, that in the studio. That's what they said. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I could, I could sing. I definitely can sing. Um, <laughs> but like, I was like, I was like, man, even though singing, I'm not like a ten at singing. I'm at least like a seven, six, maybe. And okay. you know, like, but the fact is, I'm like, but I could do everything else. You know, like I wanted to be. Like that's the thing about Rain is that he inspired me too. Is like he wasn't the best at singing, mm-hmm. but he could dance his ass off, and right. I could dance my ass off, yes. and <laughs> and he was a big threat because mm-hmm. he was a triple threat. So that's how actually I chose to do acting as well. Because mm-hmm. so, he did a little bit of acting too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I watched him, um, and I saw he had a, he did acting. I was like, you know what? I gotta be a triple threat. So that's why I was like, you know what? Let me get in acting as well. So that's I how that whole thing started. I love your personality because it's just like you are out there and you're just like, this is what I want. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to achieve it. You know, I'm kind of similar to Siobhan. Oprah did it. I can do it. You know, even Oprah, <laughs> being, she's a billionaire. But you know what? She started off as, you know, she had a terrible, you know, story. And she made that adversity work in her favor. She used it as her strength. Um, so I think that for you, as I follow you and I listen, or let, listen, read, you know, some of the things <laughs> that you say, it seems like, you know, you are using your inner motivation to keep propelling yourself forward and I think that's something that anyone in this field who's trying to penetrate this market they have to have some sort of innate 
um, willpower because there are going to be more naysayers than there probably are um, people who are going to promote you and say, hey, you can do this or, you know, hey, you I believe in you because it's such a saturated market and because it's such a hard market to penetrate successfully. So I really applaud you and your tenacity to be out there and just really kill it and get out there and do it. So, <laughs> so oh, that's thank me you, thank uplifting you. you. Um, but when you do have advice for people who are trying to penetrate this market, what would you tell them? Like, what is something that you've learned? Like this key nugget that you absolutely wish you knew early on it would have changed the game do you have something like that you can share with the women and or the people of color who are trying to uh, make it in the this market <laughs> um well first off what i have to say is that to do anything like this you have to be crazy um <laughs> and it's the it's the cold hard truth you have to be yeah. delusional you have to be crazy you have to you know you have to believe in it yes, like yes. it's it's really true as much as like we hate kanye west sometimes <laughs> his his delusion is strong and it's really kind of inspiring <laughs> in that sense right oh he is yeah. he is delusional but it is it is amazing because it just shows you the power of believing in yourself mm -hmm. because the, the mm -hmm. things that hold true is the fact that if nobody's going to believe in you you know you have to believe in yourself first Absolutely. And, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, just like any any great artist, you know, any great artist has a little bit of delusion and craziness to them. Because how else do you expect to take a risk this big um, when a lot of odds are against you? It, it's hard. So right. I think you do have to have that <laughs> and you have to be prepared for that. Mm -hmm. Um but one of the best things that I will, you know, would give out and say to anybody is understand about sustaining yourself, mm -hmm. pacing yourself, yes. mm -hmm. um, you know, take your time, focus and be healthy. Mm -hmm. Summit, that's so amazing that you said that because I think that's where Sam and I are like a little bit different in our approach. So I think that's a really great question. I don't hate her drive and her like ambition. I think that's wonderful. But my background and like the way that I operate, I'm all about what are you doing for self-care? What are you doing to take care of yourself, right? Because if you burn out and you are just out of steam, you're not healthy, you can't produce your best work. So I'm always telling Samantha like, okay, take a break, you know, slow down for a minute, catch yourself. And she's just not that type of person. So it seems like you aren't either. But what are some <laughs> things that you do do to try and keep yourself mentally and physically well and emotionally? Right. Oh yeah, I trust me, I, I relate. I relate to that so much. I, I am not that type of person. No. But that's why I'm that's why I'm giving you that advice because I'm learning the hard way now, you know, like I cleverly um, avoid her whenever she starts talking. Uh, I'm like, Oh yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. 
Because for me, and some lit, tell me if you think this too, since we are, have this in common. For me, working is therapeutic. Like knowing that I'm pushing my goals forward. Like I'm not an actor. I'm not an actress. I'm not trying to penetrate that market. I'm an author on the side and I do the podcast on the side. So these two things are just kind of similar as the market is very saturated on both of these. And it's very, because it's so easy to penetrate that market now, both as an author and as a podcaster, because you can literally do this without a lot of wherewithal or or back knowledge, right? So to have that thing that you want to do and and know that there's so many people doing it you are for me i always feel like i'm one step behind and i need to get ahead and i need to get ahead and if i slow down i feel like i'm going to miss my next opportunity because this game that we're playing with media and media being this whole gambit of production um it is you, if you step out of the field for just a second, you may lose every opportunity you may you had before. It's all about proper timing, preparation, and it's not luck at all. It's all hard work, dedication, networking, mm-hmm. meeting the right people, looking at the right time for the right person to influence whatever it is you're trying to do. And that's something going to happen if you're constantly on it. So that's what I feel about it. But I don't know. That's kind of why I don't have that balance. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm, let me be honest. I think that's a, it's a double-edged sword. I think yeah. it's a great mindset. I think, honestly, that's exactly how I think. And it's, it is a beautiful thing to have, but our energy is not limitless. You know, right. like wow, our... Wow, 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 lit. Well, it's, you know, it's just come from personal experience. You know, the truth is, mm-hmm. is that, Trust me, as a as a as a younger me, I used to, you know, work sixteen hour days constantly, consistently, and I think if it's therapeutic to you, it's therapeutic to you. But you know, from the sounds of things, like the truth is, is we're doing it out of fear. Right. You know, right. sometimes mm-hmm. we do it out of fear. That's, that's we're driving. It's like some lit just you know, went deep. Yes, you did. You know, if it's therapy, it's therapy. Yeah, that's it. If it's good for you, then that's great. But if it's out of fear, then then we get blindsided to how much it's actually destroying us. So Mm -hmm. you know, like even now, I'm I'm in break mode a little more. So that's why, like, I'm fortunate enough. I had some opportunities to come and speak. But the truth Mm -hmm. is, is that you know we have to take our moments, whether it's every day or every other week or whatever to sit back and take care of ourselves and be okay or else you're you know you have to think about it this is the long game Mm -hmm. right we're not playing a short game Mm -hmm. so you have to look at your health and longevity Mm -hmm. i'd rather be doing this until i'm 80 than burn out when i'm 30 and then Mm -hmm. be done Mm -hmm. you know so that's how i look at it now you know (laughs) <laughs> but I will say, you know, me being a young buck has helped me get me you know, a lot to where I'm going. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now it's like we got to look at the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Words yeah. of wisdom. It's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. So, yeah, so that's the advice I would have. That's the, <laughs> take that's care of yourself. The long take care short of, of it. Take care take of yourself. Care of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Healthy. Happy. Human. Human.
jump right in and start because last week I was talking about, you know, doing the keto diet and doing some juicing Mm -hmm. so we can follow up on what I did with that. So, like I said earlier, I was on vacation last week and there was no dieting going on. It was zero seafood and you're going to eat that. (laughs) Um, But it's actually funny because of the time change. Like when I was eating, I felt like it was so late back at home. So I wasn't eating like we wouldn't eat lunch until like one or two o'clock. So there was no breakfast going on. Um, If I did, I was like popping a cookie in my mouth and like water trying to stay hydrated. And then a lot of eating in restaurants. So... Um, you know, that's something that I definitely did, but mm-hmm. I did get in a lot of walking. So I don't think oh, we had a challenge default, this week. She went to <laughs> duck on Disneyland. Really? Yeah, I, I don't even I think that Disney. counts. Mm. I definitely love Disney, but, um, since we do have a guest, um, I want to bring him in early and get his input on things on health and how he keeps on top of his health in the media field because obviously your personal image is so important um in that field so what are you doing right now Samlet, to keep yourself <laughs> healthy <laughs> and in shape um well of course working out every single day um you every know day? as much as i yeah. can <laughs> i was just saying the same thing i was like oh my goodness <laughs> uh no 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 not every day um so one thing that people do get wrong is that most, actually most people get wrong is that they think they have to be on some extreme intense program, right? They think they have to be on this, you know, specific diet, this keto, this intermittent fasting. Um, and I have to work out six, seven days a week, you know, and, and honestly, the truth is, is that, um, yes, I do work out quite consistently. I work out probably four to five days a week um, when I'm on it. But other than that, my real sustainability with um, with your diet, because the truth is diet is 80% of the game. So no, once you not. get that, <laughs> I know, that's the hardest part. <laughs> but once you understand most of that concept, then it becomes very easy. Um, what I don't like when people say diet is that they think they have to be on a certain program but really Mm -hmm. it's just about being mindful and being consistent yes i calorie count you have to calorie count sorry oh no (laughs) that's awful (laughs) you know if you want to get to a certain goal you want to get to a very specific goal you have to calorie count that's kind of the end i'll say all but what i will say is that um I just, at the moment, because I'm so used to my calories, my intake, I know what my body needs, etc. from experience, I don't count every single time. I look mm-hmm. at sustainability, mm-hmm. right? Just like, mm-hmm. just like with health and working, it's about being sustainable, you know? So I cheat myself, you know, quite often. I have cookies every day or I have like a protein bar every day. I have, you know, things like that. I can get so, behind that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it so really is about you. finding what you can eat. What yeah, you can... I'm, I'm very curious, Samlet, because Samantha and I have talked about this before. We talk about it offline. I keep like random work hours. I work later into the evening, so I do a lot of delivery. Because when I get home, I just don't feel like cooking. And if I do start, by the time I get home from the grocery, it's like eight o'clock. I'm done cooking eight thirty, nine o'clock, and then just sitting down to eat dinner. So, do you use like a food prep service? Are you cooking your own food? Or are you ordering out as well? Um, I do both. 
really when uh-huh. I'm when I'm very on it um, and when I have a you know a day to myself um, I will meal prep I will say okay. make your meal preps really easy like when I do meal prep I try not to prep more than um, for the whole week more than an hour and a half two hours max you know and I, and I do very easy things there's a lot of shortcuts you can find out when you're when you're into it we're gonna have um, to have you on to tell us these shortcuts one day, because seriously. Yeah, if you could have seen my face when you meal said prep. hour and a half, I was uh, like, oh. Yeah, and I'm over here like cringing every time you say meal prep. I'm like, ugh, goodness. <laughs> Sammy, you cook every night, you, and she cooks legitimate meals. She cooks a meal with like a protein and a starch and a vegetable. She's on it. She doesn't give herself enough credit for that. No, that's great. I wish I could do that. Honestly, maybe that'll help me stick on it a little more. <laughs> oh, I don't cook anything good though. That's the thing. Like, if I was to do meal prep, it wouldn't be what I actually cook for dinner. It would probably have to be oh, exactly. healthy. You know, it it's like I said, there are things to work around it. You know, ways to kind of make you love your meal prep and love your your thing. But if you I you guys do, dancing I do eat out in front of me, that would help. I think <laughs> we, we had all of the Asian Magic Mike lined up doing their uh, I think that's dance. a very expensive meal prep. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't cost, sustain that. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, I don't know if your, your monthly income is going to sustain that one. Not at all. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. But, Samlet, we just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to come and speak with us, share your experience in the media field, share your diet and exercise tips with us. We really appreciate you taking that time. Of course. Thank you guys so much. Thanks. And then, Sammy, what have you been doing this week? I know Saturday we met up and we ate all of the food at the mm-hmm. hot pot. Didn't we? But before that, what were you, what were you up to? Let's see. Well, I didn't work out that week, and that was really disheartening. You know, because I realized that like this week now, I realized that how I work out really affects my body because my legs, like I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks, my legs hurt this week because I didn't do my 21 miles. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Your knees, right? You were saying that you were getting better results on your knees when you're doing the exercise. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And so this week, my knees has I had a I had a flare in my knees and my arthritis, and I didn't like that at all. But I think it's because I didn't work out. So I'm back on it this week. Um, I didn't work out tonight because I had guests, but right away in the morning, tomorrow I will be in the gym starting this whole deal all over again. Because even if I don't lose a pound, at the very least, the activity itself, you know, is mm-hmm. definitely yes. helping my body. So that's good. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I think based on what Sumlet was saying too, is just like the consistency and the mm-hmm. food. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that will help. So well, I'm, I'm trying to get myself on track. I don't know about <laughs> this. <laughs> meal prepping? Meal I mean, prep. I cringe when people say meal prep. I just lit I told someone, I forget who it was, I don't know, some friend of mine. I said if you say meal prep, we can't be friends. Period. Hands down. I'm no, not gonna you know be able to do it. <laughs> An hour and a half. And this is what's so crazy. It seems like an hour and a half is not a long time. And is that for I don't the whole week, say though? I don't have Yeah, I think that's what okay. he was saying. He preps for the whole week, give it that's an hour and a half. But mm-hmm. I just feel like and I don't want to say I don't have time because everyone that has kids is like, you have no kids. You have the time. You just don't realize that it's there. <laughs> 
but I feel like I'm like okay I have to get up like and do work and clean and do stuff I feel like I'm always doing something Mm -hmm. and so that's something I was talking to another friend about really just sitting down and just tightening my schedule focusing on my time is where do I have pockets of wasted time so that I can reach more of these goals because this weight thing is just it's getting out of control like I need to bring it all in you no, but you say this you- every week. No, you say this. It's because I'm tall. It okay. hides a multitude of sins. If I was short, I'll probably be on six hundred pound life. You Whatever. guys would be like, oh you know what? Gosh. She's just she doing all of the you're things. Exaggerating. No, but you know, I have. So here's the thing. I have poor eating habits, and so since this is <laughs> our sure, health section, too. I'll get a little deep for a minute. Um, <laughs> I deep. saw this really great. <laughs> I saw this really great infographic. Um, on Instagram. I will see if I can find it again and I can link it for everyone so you can see it. But it's a circle and it's like all these unhealthy coping skills. And so TMI, personal information, I'm an emotional slash stress eater. So I feel like that's where all (laughs) that's where all my weight gain comes from because I'll wake up and not be hungry, not eat breakfast. But when I come home from work, the ice cream is calling me and right now Hagen dazs <laughs> has this like Irish cream ice cream so it's got a little bit of alcohol it's oh, ice yes. cream I'm like what are they doing to me mm. and it's like in two days I've eaten a little pint of ice cream so I'm like that can't be good um <laughs> that can't I have be good. been going <laughs> it just it can't be <laughs> I've been going to the supermarket, but I haven't gone yet to do like a complete shop. So I've been grabbing things that are quick to eat. So a lot of microwave food, processed, processed, processed. I bought some frozen vegetables, but they were like um, fried green beans. So that doesn't count. Yeah, no. It's just <laughs> really sitting down, making time to take care of myself and I think this applies to everybody but those of us that are in like the helping field so social workers Mm -hmm. case managers Mm -hmm. nurses I find that in our fields not only do we stress eat but when we go to work everyone brings food it's like that's how we take care of each other that's not just the helping field (laughs) because you feel like that's your job um I'm sorry ma'am but I have food (laughs) every day like today there was a double chocolate rum cake Sitting in, yes, sitting See, in. See, that's the, not right. You know, I had a piece. There's a double chocolate. <laughs> See, who does it? You can't just pass that up. It's free food. Um, and then what else? The day before, we had like, we ha- any, so I work for a VIP. So anytime there is um, a luncheon or whatever, we get all that extra, you know? Oh my gosh. So, yeah. I'm just like always eating. And then there's like a bowl of candy that you can just take candy. It's unlimited candy. And I'm just like, you guys, I have to practice some self-control because that's what it boils down to, Siobhan. Mm Self-control. We need self-control. And I'm just saying I don't have it. So, Samantha, when I tell you I was literally getting ready to say I don't have it. Because (laughs) when you've worked 12 hours and somebody is in crisis, you're like... Give me the damn ice cream and the pizza with extra <laughs> toppings. And you know what? Give me a Sprite while you're at it because I'm tired, I'm hungry, and I got to get up in five hours to do it again. So the hell with those vegetables that I can't saute with any butter. That's how I really feel about it. Like It gets on my nerves sometimes, but that's how I really be feeling. Like, not I happy. <laughs> I feel like that just being a parent. So like... <laughs> 
I come home from work and I'm just like, forget it. Just give me the ice cream. I was, I did good all day. And so I got home and just like, you know what? The culmination of the day has got me to the point where I deserve. It's not even a, you start saying okay. things like, I deserve this ice cream. <laughs> yes. And you rationalize it you to do. yourself as well. You because do. it's like, I have this process in my head. Like, number one, I am forever uh, on Monday. We're going to fix this. On the weekend, <laughs> yes. we're going to eat whatever we want. But this Monday <laughs> is going to be the Monday that changes the life. Mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just a big believer in that. And don't even get started on mm-hmm. September. September mm-hmm. is a month where the first day of the month starts on a Sunday. Those are special months. That's the perfect <laughs> month to start a diet. It's the first day of the week. It's the first. Like, those are change your life months <laughs> with dieting. So it's really something that I'm like, okay. I have to get this under control. And yeah. my family always jokes. They're like, so you do realize like you're a behavior analyst. Like, why don't you write a plan for yourself <laughs> and change your behavior? Yeah. And I'm like, yes, this is what I need to do. So I do plan at some point this weekend to really get serious, sit down, block out my time and just, I don't, I don't foresee myself meal prepping and counting calories because no, yeah. that's just so much to start. Honestly, guys, my goal is literally just get to the supermarket and have food in the house because I feel like that's going to be twofold. White Watchers is good to help. No, because you know, so I like Weight Watchers. We've done Weight Watchers together, but Mm -hmm. I feel like right now, even that is too much with counting points. Like I really want to make a lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for me right now, it's literally just having the food first step in the house mm-hmm. in the house, because when i tell you i am dangerous with ordering food i will not <laughs> buy groceries You're like, i will have tonight, water <laughs> i'm serious i will have water and condiments that's it because i know i'm not cooking anything i'm gonna just deliver food so what's Wait. the big deal <laughs> I have to stop this because it's not good. You guys know I'm really big on saving money and being financially savvy. I have been blowing my eating out budget for like the last two months. It's really out of control. (laughs) So simply going to the supermarket and we're going to try and buy at least two healthy meals. I'm not even going to come out and be like, I'm going to be cooking vegetables every night. I'm going to start off with microwavable meals because Mm -hmm. it's easy. It's fast. And that's where I am. And I'm going to try and exercise. Not try. I'm going to exercise three days a week. That's where I am. And as it gets better, we'll get better. But Mm -hmm. that's where I am with my health this week. I'm sorry I went on a rant because I was just like, oh my gosh, an hour and a half (laughs) meal prepping and counting calories. Like, what? (laughs) But it works for him because he has, I think, like, he has to look. A certain way. Absolutely. You know, so there's that Ladies, check out his body because the body is fire. The (laughs) body is fire. Oh, my gosh. And that video, I think he has his shirt off. And I'm like, look at that. Just, just, Mm -hmm. you can, let me, okay, whatever. So, what I think is like, if I had a reason to do that, maybe I'd do it. If if my whole profession depended upon me looking good, then perhaps I would. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like this Nobody is just is my weakness. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what is that fat girl doing on the floor? Right? They were like, "No, get her out. She's done." <laughs> yeah, 
yes that's so true <laughs> i'd be fired too but no 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 seriously just like we do like when we have things that need to get done we get it yeah. done you know for our Absolutely. jobs for our day jobs like i was on vacation this afternoon still working because i had things that still needed to get done and in my um level i needed to make sure i got it done so i think it's the same um drive that he has to mm-hmm. look good absolutely to constantly because it is his bread on the table you know if yeah, he absolutely. wants to be in this market that he has to look this certain way and even though we kind of touched upon it, i think like when you for me at least like if i were him i'd feel like not only do i need to look good i need to look the best because i'm a minority because i'm a black woman and i feel like that at work like i can't just do mediocre work i have to do the best work if i want to get a promotion or if i want to get that next position if i want to get you know anything like that so i feel like if i had something like that pushing me perhaps i would go to the gym four to five times a week and take that hour and a half to do the meal prep but because nobody gives a shit about how sam looks (laughs) but sam i'm like well that ice cream's looking good full disclosure as soon as i get done with the podcast tonight i'm gonna go have some ice cream and i'm not gonna even be crying about it no Mm-hmm. I have like this is how bad I am, Sam. Like I have different types of ice cream in my fridge right now. <laughs> I already so, know your ice cream issues. I for it's real like, legit know it. <laughs> I have that Hagen Dazs Irish cream and ice cream sandwiches in the refrigerator. I Do I have any vegetables? Nope. I would hate to Girl. see me fall in love because if I have like one of those breakups from someone I loved, I think I'd just end up gaining twenty pounds. Because I just, str- I, I comfort eat, like you just said, mm-hmm. I would just do that. I would do that. I'd gain like 20 pounds right there. I'm not the one who's going to yes. be like, oh, I can't eat because I'm sad. Oh, no, 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 my dear. It's like, well, unless all of that. Sammy, if you got involved with somebody, like, let's say, right? Um, and this is something that I want to ask Samlet because it's so easy to cross that line. Like mm-hmm. you need to get fit because it's his brand and he needs to keep that. Does he feel right. pressure? And like, does he feel like he sees people or has he ever faced like disordered eating around mm-hmm. trying to stay fit? But like, Full if you were to date I'm a recovering someone, bulimic. Really? Mm-hmm. So I really have so to watch see, it. I so really see, have to yes. watch it. Mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. like see and i couldn't even imagine like there's so no, much that goes into that <laughs> samantha <laughs> um if you were here right now you know you would be getting pushed like i don't advocate violence but that's definitely a pushed statement i can't believe her <laughs> um but that stress like not the stress but like if you're dating somebody that's physically fit mm-hmm. maybe their behaviors and habits could rub off on you and would help you so get a little bit healthier i've seen it happen i've seen a friend of mine who's physical who's dancing who's like super into the gym and she ended up super into the gym for a while too and and i think that because you want to share that with your mate and your partner and you want to have that commonality and i think also for me at least it would be a little intimidating because all these roles and all that six-pack would um not match up well for me personally but I also know um, women who are very comfortable with themselves and date these guys who have the six pack and have the look and they are not intimidated by it at all they're like you know what more cushion for the pushing and they're (laughs) totally not (laughs) 
know what I mean? You know, and they're rolling yes. out with it. And they're like, give me the ice cream. You go to the gym. We're good here. And and they keep mm-hmm. it, you know, they keep their cells um, reasonable, you know, but they're not by any means a size zero with abs and all these things. No, they're size eight, 10, you know, and right. um, they're okay with that and they're comfortable in their skin. And I think that says a lot too. And I think too, even when, as we wrap up this uh, segment, the overarching goal for us as individuals should always be to be comfortable in our skin. We can't all look alike, you know? We exactly. don't look alike. We have different makeups, genetics, all these things. Not everyone is gonna have a six pack. Not everyone is gonna have that hourglass figure. I, for one, have, I don't even know what kind of figure, is somewhere between, mm, she must have had a kid and she's a mom, you know? So it's just like, you have, <laughs> you know, you have, everyone has these things and you, and you have to be comfortable with that. So if we were to say what our overarching goal is with our health goals, I think Siobhan and I say it a lot, is to be healthy. And you can be healthy and not be a size zero. You can be healthy in a size eight. You can be healthy in a size 10. You may want to cosmetically look like that size zero, but that does not mean health. Because when I was a size zero at my very thinnest, I was dying, literally about to be hospitalized before bulimia. Wow. So... I was killing myself and I can guarantee you the woman who was a size 10 was far healthier than I was. So that's all cosmetic. Um, I'm definitely probably the healthiest I've been in a very long time and I am nowhere near size zero. And I I know that because I, I am working out, I am active, I'm not taking the shortcuts of making myself throw up or not eating or, you know, all these different things that I could do. I'm doing it right, I'm doing it healthy, I'm doing it one step at a time, I'm being realistic with myself, my goals, and, and we're, you know, and moving forward. And that's the healthy way to do it. So at, we joke, you know, Siobhan and I, and, and we definitely focus on ourselves, which is why we have this segment. But just so you all know, our real goal for you all and our real one, our real desire is for you to be healthy and happy in your own skin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we're going to go on that journey with you. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe as time goes on, we can start a little weight loss group of people that are interested and we mm-hmm. can just support each other and mm-hmm. challenge each other to push ourselves to be our best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your best may be dropping from a 20 to a to a. 18 or 18 to a 60 it doesn't have to look the same folks that's what i'm trying to say we all can't look the same we don't look the same we are beautiful we're however we are full figured um thin mid whatever you are i have a high butt i don't know where that comes in but i'm just gonna throw that out there and i'm not happy with it but it's mine so but i think that that's such a great point to make sammy because there's definitely some plus size models that Mm -hmm. i'm like if i could just be shaped like that yeah we would be having it going on so it's all about your body and your individuality how Mm -hmm. you're shaped how your body is Mm -hmm. and just loving that so that's Mm -hmm. definitely a great point to make cool cool leaning into growth so moving into our next topic which is our finance topic this is my week to talk about entrepreneur type things 
So Wonderful. I know. This is going to be interesting. So today I want to talk about business plans, why you need a business plan, what it is and how it can help you succeed um, in your business. So um, I'm not sure at some point you'll hear more about like uh, sophisticated planning. And this is, I think, a part of sophisticated planning. No matter how small your vision is or how small your current um, uh, enterprises, yeah, and it's not an enterprise yet, but how small your business, how small your business is, you need to do sophisticated planning because it's where you're going. Just like Sam Litt said today when we asked him, where do you want to go? And he said, to the Oscars. So you have to plan for the Oscars, you know? So when you're Mm -hmm. doing your business planning, you need to be planning as if you were that multi-billion dollar global company. And how you get there is by taking these sophisticated planning steps. What I found and what studies show is sophisticated planning is probably the most rejected idea among small businesses. Really? Yes. People just have ideas Mm. and they start it. They don't go through the process of understanding the business mentality. Um, Many people don't have a clue about a business mind and mindset. And so people mm-hmm. are opening up business and not looking at the tax laws. People are opening up businesses and not looking at how this works with corporations, LLC, like they're not understanding any of that, what the best thing is. They may be incorporating or they may be becoming LLCs because someone told them to, when in actuality, if you're planning for the Oscars, LLC is not the thing for you. It would be an S Corp or you know something like that. So these are all things that I want to try to bring out just so that you can pay attention to it in the future. So when you are going through your business planning or when you are getting ready to open up a business, you are thinking with a business mindset. So how are you going to do it? How does that look on paper? And how do you execute what's on paper? Not just in theory, but practically. So... Mm -hmm. These are the nuggets you'll get from me when we talk about entrepreneur stuff. So remember this one thing if you don't remember anything else about what I tell you. Sophisticated planning is key. No matter how small your your business is, you need to do sophisticated planning. And it it encompasses a whole bunch of things. P&Ls, you know, it matters even if oh, you're not Excuse pushing. me, what's P&Ls just in case we don't oh, know because right. this is new terminology for us. Profit and okay. loss statements, um, making sure you're looking at that, looking at your trends, doing forecasting. You know, when I had my own business, I treated it like it was a multi-million dollar business, even though it was bringing in very little. Um, I think maybe my first year, I did the impossible and I made a profit of um, I think maybe $10,000, which is pretty good when you're doing a small business because mostly it takes two to five years for a small business to even go into the green. So in order for me to do that, I had to have those sophisticated planning steps in place. All right, so what I wanna talk about today is a business plan, why you should do a business plan. First of all, a business plan is very important to getting financial resources available to you so if you do a business plan it's going to actually be asked for by any investor they're going to want to know what is your what is your mission what is your vision what is your market niche what is your marketing plan i mean all of these things are inside of a business plan 
And um, you're going to want to show your investors, be it the bank or a private lender or a silent partner or whatever, one that you're serious. You thought this through. This isn't something you just woke up one day and said, oh, I think I'm going to do this now. You know, I have a, I have the money. You know, you can have the mm-hmm. money, but you need the background too. you need to have that business mind so you don't blow through the money. Um, so you want to show that you, you're serious about right. what you're doing and that you understand the business, like you understand your business. Sometimes we have people who um, start a business on something they're good at. So you can be good at selling shoes. And so you start a business from selling shoes. But what you didn't um, think about was the shoe market as a whole from a holistic point of view what are you going to do to make yourself stand out um, as a shoemaker or a shoe seller from the rest of the shoe sellers around you and specifically the walmarts and the targets of the world these people crush uh, small businesses because they do a little bit of everything and for cheaper prices So how are you going to compete? All of this is in your business plan. You are thinking about these things and you are able to put them on a paper and create a plan on how you're going to attack these issues and understand and overstate it or not overstate, but understand and state what your market niche is and how you're compet- how you're going to compete with your competitors who are your competitors and your location you know where are you going to be located and why is that the best location for you so the business plan is going to literally have all of those different pieces in there to show your investors a well thought out business this is why you want to give me money i have thought it out I have a plan for every foreseeable, because there's always the unforeseeable, but for every foreseeable circumstance in my business, okay? The second Mm -hmm. thing is a business plan can help you prioritize. So you can say to yourself, okay, what do I want to do first? Or what can I do first? When you write your business plan, you might take your launch in steps For example, we launched our social media for our podcast a month before our first episode. We did that on purpose because we realized we needed to create the story. We needed to sell the brand and we couldn't do that all on the same day. So how are you going to do your launch? What is the first thing you want to do? So for us, it was to start the social media. Um, Then we knew, okay, what is next? Now that we have the social media up, what's our next step? And how important are these steps to put in this chronological order? Your business plan is going to help you map that out. The next reason you want a business plan is because it gives you control over your business. And that means you're able to feel like you know where you're going. I've talked about this or will talk about this in a podcast in the future, having a vision statement. It is very important for you to have a vision and a mission statement. Many small businesses, of course, don't have them because they don't subscribe to the sophisticated planning structure. You need it because it keeps you focused and you can refer to your business plan whenever you feel like you've went off kilter. 
So, oh, I don't know where I'm going with life or with my business right now. It's kind of just floating. No, you won't have that because you have your vision and you should always be referring back to your vision statement. How does this relate to my vision? Sure, sir, you want to come into my company and do X, Y, and Z. Sure, you can do that because it relates to my vision in this way, that way, in this way. And I can clearly pinpoint that. Sir, you want to come into my business and do X, Y, and Z. No, sir, you cannot because this is not a part of my vision. If you don't have a vision statement, you can't make those decisions. You can't have that control over your own business. Next, um, I want to say that a vision, a, a business plan is important because it keeps you current. All documents like a policy Um, handbook or anything like that all of these documents are organic meaning that they are always going to change over time your business plan is no different your vision may change it may evolve into something completely different than what you thought it was going to be when you first started so you should always update your business plan Update your vision statement as it evolves. Update your mission statement as it evolves. Update your market niche as the market changes. You need to constantly be doing that. That is that continuous process improvement part of it all. So overall, my goal today was to talk about business plans. And I just want to do a recap on how important they are to you for the three three or four reasons that I listed today, which is one, because it helps you get financing options. It tells your investors that you are serious. Two, it helps you prioritize goals in different aspects of how you're going to launch your business, start your business, what you need for your business, those capital investments come first, what comes second, etc. It keeps you in control of your business so that you have that final say so and you know that your vision is sound and your your business is within your vision. So those are the three reasons that I think you should create a business plan. So make sure you are doing sophisticated planning as a small business. And that's going to be the theme with me as we go forth and talk about entrepreneurship. Sophisticated planning, folks. Keep that as a mantra in the back of your mind. Even if you are an actor, you should have a vision statement. Even if you are going into music, you should have a vision statement. You should have a business plan because you are the business. You are the brand. So it is okay to take a business plan and not just put it towards an entity such as a business to do X, Y, and Z, but put it to you as a person because you are the business. You are what you're trying to sell. So business plans aren't just exclusive to actual companies selling a good or service. You can be a business as well. So that's all I got. Samantha, that was so awesome. And guys, I cannot express enough how like blessed and lucky we are. <laughs> To have somebody like Samantha, no, she laughs, but I'm so serious. Um, I do not have a business background at all. My undergrad degree is in English and my master's degree is in applied psychology and behavior analysis. So this whole 
business and branding and all of this stuff. It's a new game to me. So I'm learning right along with you guys. Samantha has literally a wealth of information on all things business. And I'm so looking forward to her segments on entrepreneurship and how to get a business off the ground. Because I think as black women, the studies say we are the fastest growing market of people opening businesses and Mm -hmm. we're the most educated, which is so interesting. Um, When we vote as a block, we definitely cause change. So it's really Mm -hmm. a wonderful thing. And we want to educate ourselves um, on how to open these businesses appropriately. I know several women that have started their own business and they're doing their own thing, but none of them have really done these steps. And so this is something that I can kind of take back to them and be like, Mm -hmm. hey, like, listen to this, cover yourself, Mm -hmm. make sure that you have the right thing. Because I find a lot of people in our community, they do kind of what, Samantha, you said in the beginning, oh, I have this great idea. I Mm -hmm. can bake these Mm -hmm. awesome cakes or I'm going to start a daycare. And it Mm -hmm. just becomes something without properly planning, without having a vision for how they're going to double, triple their business. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just basic like tax and legal protections for themselves so i'm so excited to learn um everything that sammy says so we're gonna help you save money so you can start that business and start it the right way yes excited for things to come Mm -hmm. so sammy as we come to a close this evening what is your affirmation for the week well my affirmation actually is going to be from one of my um, favorite people in the world. I wonder who that Oprah? is. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and I don't know if people know, like, I adore Oprah. I don't know if I want to meet Oprah because, like, if she's totally different than really? what my brain is telling me. Like, my brain has her on such a high pedestal. It's like going to um, a restaurant that's been critically acclaimed and then being totally depressed about the food because it was not as good as it was supposed to be. Like, I don't know if that will happen if I met Oprah, but in the event it might, I'm just like, she's such a powerful person in my life. I don't even want to risk it. wow that's serious because you know if somebody said siobhan you could meet dave ramsey i'd be on it (laughs) be like i'm there no i'd be so scared i'd be like what if what if she like tells me like all this stuff like you know i think of her as such a powerful woman who has just got her head on straight and you know she is just like almost inhuman that's how i know i'm off kilter because she is totally human you know but i think of her as you know like this someone who is persevered i mean can you imagine um going through her life you know i don't want to i was about to say i don't want to tell her story but obviously i know it because she told it um I mean, being, she did, she did. Yeah. So, you know, going through her childhood and the things that happened to her as a child and persevering yeah. through those things and then becoming a, a anchor woman as a black woman in, in the 80s, for Pete's sake. You know, like this is like crazy talk, you know what I mean? And, yeah. And can you imagine how many naysayers? Okay, she had because she wasn't just a black woman. She was a bigger black woman. I mean, Oprah's had her times where she's run a little Luther Vandross. But, you know, she was a bigger black woman when she first started. And can you imagine going up against the white 
times, you know, woman who is a size zero, perfect makeup, perfect hair, you know, we, yeah. oh my goodness, like she had to really own it, you know, and really make it hers and have that tenacity. Like I almost, oh my gosh, like you just don't even know. Cause like as we do our thing with like this podcast, and like I said before, as I do my other projects, you know, you have to have that tenacity if you're going to do any kind of business, because no one is going to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself. And and I think she embodies that for me. Like, I can only imagine how many no's she got before she got a yes. So, yeah, she motivates me. So her quote, uh-oh, her quote that I want to say for today is also tying into our um financial segment and this is the quote it says um i feel that luck is preparation meeting opportunity so yes that's amazeballs can i say it's, it's so funny balls? i just said it you can twice. definitely say yeah. if i can say awesome sauce you can say amazeballs like it's <laughs> perfectly fine but you know i find that a lot of high achievers and you know very um yeah, just high achievers. They say that. In the book, I talk about a couple of times on the podcast, I've talked to you about it called The Third Door, where the gentleman is interviewing different people. There is, I cannot think of his name right now. I will tell you guys later, but he was the director of finance for YouTube, um, not YouTube, Yahoo. And he had a lot to do with that um, movement and internet shopping experiences back in the early 90s and moving forward Mm -hmm. and he was saying how um in china he was in china i forget why he was in china but basically there was this guy that wrote all of these articles like hundreds and hundreds of articles and he happened to miss his train to go see his parents one weekend so he ended up going to this talk and he went to the talk it was raining he wasn't gonna go but he's like let me just go i don't have anything else to do he had the opportunity to meet this gentleman and the gentleman was like do you have anything to talk about on this topic and the guy was like oh i have tons of stuff and it ended up leading the young man getting a job i want to say at google or like a really great place and the gist of the story is that it looks like magic to the people on the outside like oh he just showed Mm -hmm. up to this thing he had a paper and now he's freaking got a job at google (laughs) who wouldn't want it but it's like no this started when he was a kid he lived away from his parents so he could go to the best schools he spent 10 years writing all these articles that probably you know the average person is not reading it was years of preparation Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. hard work and so it's that preparation hard work and timing or opportunity Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and when the two meet that's when magic happens so it's not luck you always have to be working and preparing so you know oprah saying it this gentleman saying it it's a common theme and so Mm -hmm. i think we could all learn a lot from that and apply it to our lives Mm -hmm. um for me this week i feel like i'm in a very transitional period i feel like there's so many moving pieces with Mm -hmm. me as far as like health career love um my mantra that I've just been telling to myself this entire week is just breathe mm-hmm. and put one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. Samantha knows I'm very big on knowing. Like, mm-hmm. I need to know everything that's <laughs> going to happen so then I can yes. go ahead and execute this. Yeah. Um, it's 
it's not always the best thing. You can't always know what's going to happen. And I struggle to be a little bit more flexible with that. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I don't know exactly what's going to happen or when I haven't set up an exact plan that I'm going to follow yet, this causes me to stress and be anxious because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. So almost back to like Sam's idea of having a business plan. I need to have like a plan for what I'm doing for the week, where I'm going, Mm -hmm. what, you know. So... That is my mantra for this week. Just breathe one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Everything will get done. Everything will get done. Everything will be what it's going to be. You know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You've done enough preparation, you know, so it's just kind of like right now, you're just letting your uh, all your fruits, the fruit of your labors and all those different areas of your life manifest. But you know what? It's funny that you mentioned that um, because I feel like there's so much more that I could be doing. And mm-hmm. I was reading an article and it was like, this is comparison. And I'm like, well, how is it comparison? Because sometimes you could be doing more. True. You know, you look at what somebody True. else is doing mm-hmm. and um, you're like, I want to have this. I could be doing more. Mm-hmm. And just trying to find that balance to where you're not pushing yourself over the edge mm-hmm. that you're going to have like a mental break, right. but that you are challenging yourself enough to get to that next level. And so I think like career-wise, I know I want to make some changes, but that I'm like, "Oh my gosh, there's a million and one things that I need to know. I need to learn how to do this procedure. I need mm-hmm. to go to this seminar. I need to right. read this article." Like there's always something so it's just trying to find that balance yeah. and not overwhelm myself yeah yeah i'm human yeah <laughs> we all are we all are that's what this is about it's about us being real like humans and giving the truth speaking our truths so yes yeah. well, so this was great guys mm-hmm. thanks for joining us this week don't Absolutely. forget you can check us over at the noir professional on facebook.com like comment subscribe listen yes and also make sure that when you are listening to us on itunes or spotify you give us a five if you have a really cute comment to say um maybe we'll even be able to do a shout out and a thank you for that because honestly we read those so (laughs) we're always excited to see who gave you know that we got another five or we got another whatever so we really do hope you're enjoying it we are um, definitely interested in hearing what you have to say so you can also of course email us at thenoirprofessionals at gmail.com so make sure you subscribe and like and All right, see you guys.